0: This is an interesting episode because it's number 20 of this podcast adventure and I would never expect that we would reach what could be almost the end of a second season of GLC Live. So I want to celebrate in a way this episode by talking about something that is very important for me, and that can eventually help you all to try to shift the mindset from a a classical mindset for creativity and uh, creative problem solving, which is so much needed in these days. My name is Gianluca Cinque Palmi. You're listening to GLC Live, my podcast dedicated to business design. I'm an educator, design entrepreneur, and best-selling author. This show is dedicated to designers, creatives, and entrepreneurs that, like me, want to inspire, challenge, and disrupt the business and design industry. As we begin this episode, I want to focus our attention on the way we think, what is our current mindset, and how we can change our mindset to be more creative and also to practice our ability to problem solve and especially when we are faced with complex problems and complex problem solving. What is our uh, classical mindset? How do we think normally? We can define our natural way of thinking as a um, reasoning by analogy way of thinking. This is our natural way of learning and this is how we approach every kind of problem, whether we are learning a new skill or whether we are f- uh, focusing or, or concentrating on, on different uh, topics. Reasoning by analogy means that pretty much we are doing what other people do with slide modification. This is what I called a chimp mindset. <laughs> I call it chimp mindset because there is an old saying that is, you see, monkey see, monkey do. So this is our natural way of learning. We copy, we, we observe, we observe our parents, we are observe our relatives, we observe our friends. And we try to copy and by copying their attitude and and activities we can learn we can learn new skills. we can learn new languages we can learn pretty much anything there is nothing intrinsically wrong with this mindset or this mode of thinking this is our natural mode of thinking as we said and this mindset although is is natural to us doesn't necessarily help us when we are addressing complex problems, or when we have to think more creatively. When it comes to problem solving or creative thinking, we have to shift, we have to shift mindset, we have to shift gear, and we have to think in a different way. We have to think, as I called with our philosopher mind, our inquisitive mind, we have to research for new knowledge, This is interesting because we can ask ourselves, okay, so if this mode of thinking is so important, why uh, we aren't thinking this way all the time? Well, there are two main reasons why we don't think all the time this way. First of all, this mode of thinking is harder. It's much more complex. It's, It's something that comes unnatural to us, is unconventional. And secondly, because we all suffer from a bias. We call it cognitive, well, we (laughs) psychologists call it cognitive bias. The cognitive bias states that I'm right because I believe I am. Meaning that we all accept and we all favor our mode of thinking because it it taps into our previous experiences and and taps into our knowledge. So how can we represent this? How can we show, how can we think about this? So imagine on on the right side we have a a circle and in this circle we have what we call our beliefs, our knowledge. And on the right we have so on the right, sorry, we have our beliefs, our knowledge. And on the left, we have the facts, the obje- objective facts. the, the <laughs> We can say the, the overall knowledge. And uh, when we look at this superposition, of course, it's impossible to have a complete superposition of these two spaces, we can say. But there is a small portion. The small portion that intersects between our own beliefs and the objective facts is what we see that's our cognitive bias so we tend to to favor we tend to see only within this small spectrum of ideas now the there's a, there is a catch on this the more knowledgeable we are the more vast is our knowledge, the more in-depth is our knowledge on a subject matter, the greater is our cognitive bias. So the more knowledgeable we are, the more bias we have. What does it mean? It means that the greater our knowledge, the more we favor only what we know. The more we favor our own solution our known solution and probably because this solution has been ingrained in our way of thinking uh, and this not a bad thing per se it becomes detrimental when because of convenience because of effort or because you know that content is available is in our mind already we tend to reject all the other ideas, all the other uh, knowledge that we don't believe is part of our own knowledge. And so we suffer from this cognitive bias. This is why so many leaders in, in any field, in countries, in, the, in institutions, in businesses, struggle to embrace unconventional thinking we can also say that if we look at the design field and and every consultant or, or designer experienced this that sometimes your client reject your idea yes sometimes maybe your ideas are not are not great but mostly is because probably your ideas or our ideas are not within the knowledge of the people that we are talking to Therefore, their their instinct, their natural instinct, their biases, their preconception is to reject new ideas for for convenience because they say I, I know something, I am very comfortable within my space, the things that I know. Why should I struggle to go beyond uh, <laughs> my own knowledge when we want to embark? In this process of creative thinking or complex problem solving we must break the boundaries of our own knowledge. We need to start looking away from our own knowledge. We need to explore the unknown we can say. So here is where we can find alternative ways to conduct business, different communications, We might explore on top market and this is extremely important. Being aware of our own limitations. So the first part is realizing and saying, oh wow, maybe here I'm suffering from a cognitive bias. It's fundamental, it's essential for us to to become better creatives, better designers, better entrepreneurs because we need to explore away from from this boundary of our own knowledge. Um, I have a quote in my book, Business Beyond Design, where I say only when we are there at the edge of our own knowledge, only there we will find true creative expression. So let's start thinking how can we Practice this? How can we shift our mindset? How can we move from our chimp mindset to our philosopher mindset? This mode of thinking was perfectly described by Aristotle. And basically, Aristotle says everything, every concept, every subject can be divided into categories and subcategories. The smallest subcategories of all, is what we define as first principle. The first principle is the fundamental building block of an idea. They are the most indivisible parts of what we know to be true. Not what we think is true, but what we know is true. Let's look at a simple example. We all had good pizzas and we all had bad pizzas. I always use this example with my students because food is something that we can all relate to. So allow me uh, to, to do this simple example. So what makes a good pizza? It's a simple question. The answer, the natural answer, the analogy answer that the answer that everybody gives is, is is always the same it's it's the ingredients it's the location it's the technique and pretty much that's it that's pretty much that's what we what we give uh, as an answer so we can all say oh you know you just need the good ingredients and you can make a good pizza but pizza is a very simple product no, it's water, yeast, flour, cheese, tomato. That's it. So how how is it possible that there is so much uh, difference in, in the quality of this kind of product? Well, when we answer our question in such a, a superficial way, we are lacking nuanced understanding of a subject matter. So we can train our mind, we can train ourselves to perform some analysis and try to dig a little bit de- deeper in the subject matter. We want to have this, we want to acquire this nuanced understanding of subject matter. We are trying to go down to the most fundamental truth of this subject matter. Not what we think is true, what we know is true, what we can tangibly touch. So. In this example of the pizza, how can we do it? One technique that has been used for uh, hundreds of years now is called the five whys. The five whys is a iterative interrogative technique. So we are asking at least five times but not necessarily only five. We can go as much as we, as deep as we want as soon as we reach the, what we call the root cause of a problem. Let's apply this small example on our pizza example. So, we begin, uh, why the pizza is good or is delicious, we can say. Because it's light, crunchy and flavorful, okay? So, why is that? Why is the pizza light and crunchy? Well, because it's been cooked for the right amount of time and at the right temperature and is light because the dough has been proven for a long time. Okay, so we start seeing that there are two elements that are fundamental, time and heat. And then we can ask once again, why is the pizza so flavorful? Well, the pizza is flavorful because it has a perfectly bl- balanced flavor profile. Okay, why the pizza has a perfectly balanced flavor profile? because each ingredient covers a different basic taste sweetness sourness bitterness saltiness and all together they create a new kind of palate so why each ingredient stimulates the palate positively we can ask and the taste and we can answer because the taste receptors typically respond to glutamate which is uh, one of these receptor And so we can say that the crust is salty, the tomato is acid, the cheese is fat, so it has the sweetness. And the combination of all these ingredients creates a feeling in our mouth, a palate that is called umami, which is savory, basically, (laughs) you know, and that is perceived as a flavorful and delicious uh, taste when we reach this bottom line, (laughs) this this essential truth, we are drawing conclusions. So we can say, okay, so it's not only it's not the ingredients, it's the fact that we have a flavor profile that is given by these ingredients, and this flavor profile is combined by salt, fat, acid, heat and time. This is what creates the magic. So the fundamentals principle, the first principles of cooking in general are fat, acid, salt, thyme, and heat, and the combination of these fundamental elements creates something unique. This is why great chefs they can combine all of these great flavors and these great techniques to create something unique an experience and and something really astonishing so is our ability to understand the fundamental truth of a subject is directly correlated with our ability to think critically and creatively once we reach that level of knowledge once we reach that nuanced understanding of a subject matter Then we can recombine, rearrange and combine in unique unexpected ways. This is my definition of creativity. Creativity is our ability to uh, combine knowledge in unique and unexpected ways. We can shift our mindset to do what other people are doing and with slight modification to think as a philosopher or first principle we move from having a superficial knowledge of a subject matter to having a nuanced understanding of the subject matter. This is how we become more creative. And if we constantly practice our analytical and critical thinking to solve complex problems, we become more accustomed with this process. So what happens is that it it took me a long time to make this mode of thinking second nature to me. But with effort and with practice, we can all do it. And this will allow us to become a better entrepreneur, a better designer, a better leader, because we try to understand the nuance understanding of a subject matter. Of course, we cannot <laughs> apply the first principle thinking all the time. This would be inefficient and exhausting, But when we have to find new solution, when we have to challenge the status quo, when we have to shift our mindset, this is one practice that we can have. And I hope that you can agree with me that the first step is to realize that we do have different modes of thinking and we need to understand, oh, now I'm thinking this way. I'm trying to just copy what other people are doing because I'm hearing that everybody's doing the same thing. And and how can I shift that and I say, okay, I'm, I'm, I need to push myself. I need to push my boundaries a little bit further. So I hope you enjoyed this small episode. As always, I'm Gianluca Cinque Palmi. If you enjoyed this podcast, subscribe and comment on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is also available as a videocast on YouTube for references and links. And if you want to receive a free template of the 5 Ys, subscribe and comment on glc.live. And I'll see you soon.